This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to foobarradio.com for more details. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Hello, this is Dan Clark, and Merry Christmas. We'll be off until the 13th of January, but in the meantime, you can listen to this, the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark. Merry Christmas, everyone. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. We have a brilliant guest coming up. This is um, a wonderful actor, comedian, writer. His name's Greg McHugh. You will, of course, know him from his creation and um, appearances as Gary Tank Commander uh, Howard in uh, uh, Channel 4's Fresh Meat. And, of course, of course, everyone remembers him as Charlie Babbitt in How Not to Live Your Life. Your guilty pleasure. Why don't you tell everyone what you picked? My guilty pleasure, although it shouldn't be guilty, but it kind of is, is Total Recall. Mm-hmm. Not the remake not the remake that would be a, not just a guilty pleasure but a sinful that pl- would be a sinful see I actually liked the idea of a remake of um, Total Recall because I Did think you? it's such a good story and such a good and that you could do a sort of Blade Runner Minority Report version of it that is a really good point yeah. you could but, but they did those sets no. those sets in the original Total really? Recall I mean would you want to would you want to muck about with Arnie's eyes almost popping out oh and, the, and the cardboard cut out background and the ridiculous um, one liners and the the bizarre body count of people that die through incredible <laughs> it's just an incredible film start to finish and the one liners are phenomenal do you think um, have you watched it recently do you think I it have, holds yeah. up I think it not only does hold up, it gets better with each viewing. Really? It's, it's a phenomenal film because it is... But you know somewhere inside you that it's not a very good film. Is that what you're saying? Or Part hard? of me understands that there are better films. <laughs> okay, okay, that's a good there, way of putting it. There are, there yeah, are yeah. better films, technically, if you're going to break re- it down. To watch every day. Yeah, <laughs> to watch every day for an eternity. <laughs> However, there's something about the charisma... I think in all the main parts in that film, yeah. Sharon Stone and uh, Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox. Um, who's the? Um, oh, what's his name? He's got a brilliant name. The uh, his sort uh, of hench- main henchman. Yes, who does that role yeah. in so many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't what is his name? name? Oh God. Uh, we'll have to look <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a it's a brilliant film and it's a great story. Yeah, that's a brilliant. And I I remember when it came out being so annoyed that they um, that they put. A spoiler, which there wasn't a word at the time in the trailer, which Did was they? when he walked, uh, the woman walks through customs, and then the head sort of splits apart, and it's Arnie underneath. You remember Two that? Weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go on. My brother met her in Edinburgh, or claimed no to way. meet her at a bus stop at the Edinburgh Festival, and he came back to the house and said, "Oh my god, I've just said, I've just seen the lady." Who says two weeks? And I was like, "What are you talking about?" The total Recall. She was at the bus stop, and I said, "Stephen, you're, you're you're going crazy." And he looked her up, and the actress who did that bit was at our show. No, um, yeah, in the Edinburgh Festival. And did her face split up down the middle? <laughs> it did when she got on the bus and went single, <laughs> single. What? And then it all, then it all kicked off. Okay, well, look, that's. Uh, I think it's a great choice, and it sort of got me a bit excited about watching it again. Um, now, uh, your last of the two uh, songs. Okay, second. It's another mistake. I'm yeah. sorry. What, what are you talking about? Uh, it, oh yeah, it's, it's it's not as buoyant as no, some of them. I've chosen to. I think because I was just thinking of films and and songs that have. have well, you wanted to pick. Impact. This is from the film Highlander, which yeah. you wanted to pick as your guilty pleasure. I but did. sadly, we had that like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it is a good choice but uh, this is from that film it's Queen Who Wants to Live Together Together 
Yeah, do you know, you know that yeah. Flash that Air song? <laughs> the Flash Air song that Mercury did, the first draft. I don't think it's going to work, Philly. Oh, man. We got, well, the, I think we're onto something there. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we'll re-record this just for a sitcom. Okay, well, this is Who Wants to Live Who Forever. Who Wants to Live Together. And that's not Freddie. That is actually Greg Steele. Greg, it's been such a delight talking to you. Thanks, um, enjoy, enjoy your time off. And um, uh, um, I'll see you in another six or so years, yeah? Oh, sooner. Okay, sooner. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on FUBAR Radio. Now, uh, I love it when people are discovered or have a moment later in their career. I'm sure our next guest won't mind me saying that. Um, Or when people have an uh, unexpected moment in the spotlight. Our guest today is a man who's been on the circuit for many years. Um, I'm I'm not sure if we've actually properly met, but we we know of each other. And um, I first did Edinburgh in a sketch group back in the late 90s, and that was when I was first um, aware of this guy. Um, I presume... um, uh, this is uh, uh, he's just been uh, cast in Ken Loach's latest movie I, Daniel and this is quite an unexpected turn I think uh, it's safe to say um, well uh, yeah it was for me basically it's yeah. my first you know the land a lead role in a Ken Loach film yeah so we um, have with us of course I'm talking about Dave Johns um, so we uh, we've actually been chatting ages we um, have we ask our guests to pick a, a guilty pleasure film, sometimes TV show, uh, um, and we get them to justify whether they think it's... Well, some people pick a film that they know is shit, but they just love it, and other people pick a film that they think is underrated and they wish people would reconsider it. You <laughs> have picked... I think this is going to fall into the former, I think. You have picked... Showgirls. Oh, I love Showgirls. <laughs> uh, but the original one, not the remake one. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I oh, wasn't yeah. told that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The 1994 one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've made two. They've made two. They've I didn't made... know they remade Showgirls. No, no, no. Showgirls 2 they've done. Oh, you know? oh yeah. God. Yeah. 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 We won't be talking. Oh, no. We're talking about the Paul Verhoeven yeah. directed film that's uh, like a... There was a lot of those kind of films in the 90s. Uh, erotic thrillers. There, there were, but but the thing is, I'm, I mean, say like you know, I, I don't watch it every night, you know, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> just with, with with me cardi on. Yeah, oh, no. Hello, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but if if I have a few mates round, yeah, and um, we want to watch something that we can have a laugh at, they go, oh, put put this on, or put you know, like yeah. sort of like you know, Steve Martin. I go, no, 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 please, you have to watch this, and I think. It it, it 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 rises above being shit. Yeah. It 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 becomes its own entity. I think its own it, 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 its it, own genre. Almost. Well, well, yeah, because there's brilliant films and yeah. there's shit films and there's films that are all right, but then there's this film for yeah. me, which is on a whole whole other level. It's just, but it's, and I think it's. I think the, the 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 whoever wrote Zoolander, yeah, must be Sugars must be who, who wrote Zoolander. I think it was Justin Theroux. Was it? Who's an, who's an actor as well as a? Well, he I must. Think. Well, he must be a Sugars because it is so. It, it's like all that you know, all that blue sapphire yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all that. 
but for real. And and there's no sense of irony in it at all. I see. Know? I just don't know whether they're all secretly having a laugh now, in this film or not. There is no no. There is no way they're not. It is. It is so earnest. You know. It did she's, really badly at the sta- time. She's standing with no clothes on, and and she's dancing in the in the strip club, and she wants to be a big Vegas showgirl, and she's standing with these tassels, and she goes in this guy, and, and, and she's this brilliant. And she goes. I'm not a stripper. I'm a dancer. You know, oh. and he goes, well, why don't you put some clothes on? And, you know, and he goes, I think you are a stripper. You've just been taking your clothes off over there, you know. There and it's all very earnest. And yeah. It's all, and, it's, and, and, and if you want to see, I mean, you know, I mean, bad acting. Yeah. <sighs> but this is the thing. It's almost too bad that I wonder if it was deliberate to be, that, that they went, yeah, let's do this a bit hammy. Let's... I, I don't know. It's just. I, it's, I, I, there's I, some good actors in there, like you know, Carl McLaughlin and. Yeah, but uh, I, well, you know who went up for the part um, um, for of of Naomi, the real no. Crystal and um, Elizabeth Berkeley got it. Was, yeah. um Was um, Angelina Jolie. No way. And Pamela Anderson <laughs> went up. Serious? For it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Because <laughs> yeah. I felt sorry for that actress uh, Elizabeth Berkeley because yeah. that was going to be a big film and it was going to do for her what. It, Basic Instinct did to Sharon Stone. It's going to prepare, and the film just got slated at the time. And she, but the poor darling can't. can't no, she can't. Oh, that's why it's. That's yeah. why it's so. Like, like, like she tries. She yeah, tries. Yeah, yeah. She tries so. She try. What it is is. She. Do you know what she's, she's acting? She's trying to. What, you know what went wrong? She didn't. She didn't try hard enough not to fuck it up, Dave. She, she should have given you a call. She could have given me a call and said, "Dave, what do I do?" Yeah. I, I think what it Don't was. Don't fuck was, it up. She, she's trying to act too too much in it. Yeah. And and I think and, and I think you can. It's funny you saying this is is probably thinks this is my big 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 break. Yeah. And then she's obviously acted it sort of. So, like, you know, she's. It, it's just some of the scenes. I mean, that scene where she's like. I mean, the, they've got the most unerotic lesbian scene <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I watched a bit last night, and there was a scene where she. Um, she goes, what, what are you doing? She goes, I'm doing the finest cocaine. I find it loosens you up <laughs> for dancing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you go, yeah, 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 yeah that's what I that's often find, you know what I mean? It, uh, yeah, I think I'm good as a lot more than loosening yeah. up for dancing, you know, but, yeah. it, it, but I think what it is, is it's that sort of, um, um, every single scene you just think, this can't get any worse. And yeah. It does, and then what happens is, after you've had a few beers, we just start laughing, laughing, and it's, it, it's, it, it's cruel, but, yeah. it's, but, it's, but it's got to be done. I think it's safe, I think everyone knows that it was a, not a great film, so I don't th- yeah. feel like it's, by saying it publicly, it's like people were being hurt, I don't think. No, Except no. for maybe Elizabeth Berkeley. Well, but, uh, <laughs> well, the lovely thing is, it won loads of worst film awards, yeah. and the director went and... Collected them. And collected them really? personally, which I think, that's why I like it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because he's just gone, I've made a right stink. <laughs> okay. Well, there's still awards. I'm going to get them. You know what I mean? And I think that made me think... What happens, yeah, right? Because there's like the Razzies and stuff, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, when yeah, 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 the same time as yeah. the Oscars. Do they go up and c- do they still do a thank you to people when Not it's the worst film? Like, people, thanks to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Sharon for costume. She also helped me fuck this film up. <laughs> yeah. uh, the actors, thanks for being shit. But I most, mean, most of the directors and the stars don't go up and yeah. collect them. And it's the ones who've got the boards who go, oh, bollocks. I go, yeah. And he collected them. Oh, and that's he, great. You know, and, he goes, and, he go, and he was like, which, which I find makes me even more endear 
had to tell him yeah. music and tour, you know. Absolutely. Tattoo the firm as well, you know. So, listen, I think it's definitely a guilty pleasure. It's not an underrated film that people have misunderstood. It's 100% a guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't tell anybody that I watch it. Well, you just have, I think. But that is a great choice. Now, we're going to end with a choice of music. Now, they obviously, because... Yeah, uh, I, Daniel Blake, isn't out until... 21st. O- 21st of October. Yeah. There isn't a soundtrack yet, and we like to play music from films and things on the show. There's no music in the whole film. Is there not? No. Oh. It's, well, then maybe that's why there isn't a soundtrack. That's why, that's why he's done it, because he wanted it to feel very stark. Yeah. Um, I, and I remember him saying to me, he goes, the thing about this film is, for you and Haley is you're very exposed. Yeah. And if you're... And if you're... Um, um, if you're not being truthful, it, it'll show mm. because music can hide loads of yeah, different yeah. bits and it can tell people how to feel. God, he really so, just put you in the deep end, didn't he, with this film? Well, I, I, and I you think, swam, so that was good. Yeah, but I just think it was very safe. I, I, I felt very safe with him, yeah. you know. So, so yeah, there's no music in it at all, you know. Well, so what we did then is we picked uh, from another Ken Loach film. This is a lovely piece of music from Looking for Eric, where he oh. he got Eric Cantona, another non-actor, which is another bold choice. Did you, do you um, know he never told the actor that Eric? Cantona was in the film. No way. The guy I love who, that. The guy who played Eric Cantona. Yeah. Uh, um, the guy who played the young um, uh, the bloke was having yeah. uh, um, you, you know, your problems with his marriage and all yeah. that. He he said that Eric Cantona, uh, you're trying to find Eric Cantona. He never because you only get a couple of pages of script every yeah. couple of days, so you don't know what the story is. I didn't know how Daniel Blake was in it, so 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 he just gives them bits of script so he doesn't know that, that Aunt Eric Cantona is really in the film so on so there's this scene where he opens the door and Eric Cantona just stands and he goes and the guy goes fuck me it's you and that was real that was real <laughs> and they got that he on wanted, tape he wanted, yeah, oh, he wanted that real he wanted that real real sort of um, reaction uh, yeah. reaction so that's the sort of things he does all the oh, time you know wow. he doesn't tell you stuff so he'll say things like Right, Dave, in this scene, I want you to go over and open that uh, drawer, and you're gone. No, you open the drawer. <laughs> I don't want to open it. So you're thinking through the first couple of weeks of I, Daniel Blake, you're going, maybe my character turns out to be a superhero. Sp- Spider-Man. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I said on the last episode, I'm not Spider-Man. Okay, so this is the track called Looking for Eric, from the film Looking for Eric by George Fenton. Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure for coming in. Good oh, luck with the film. Good luck with all much, the mate. festivals. Good luck in uh, the new forest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, see you soon. Thank you. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark. On Fubar Radio. Uh, so joining me today is uh, one half of the powerhouse duo behind Peep Show and Fresh Meat. He's a writer, producer, and this I didn't know about, a novelist. <laughs> He's uh, giving me a fairly uh, confident little raise of the eyebrow. Um, I didn't know about this. I, I am, of course, talking about Mr. Sam Bain. Uh, so uh, let's move on to your guilty pleasure. I very rarely have I been made to watch something <laughs> that I think I don't know if I can. I'm still trying to digest it all because I watched it Me last too. night. I watched it 20 years ago. I'm still digesting. Yeah, it. I think I hated it. Yeah, I think you should have hated it. I can you tell everyone what you picked as yeah, your so guilty the pleasure? Film Matthew, that I'm choosing this week. <laughs> I do want you then to come out and recreate the whole film. Is <laughs> Bitter Moon. Now, Bitter Moon is not a film that is, you know, Jim Halleck was talking about View to a Kill and, you know, 
it's not a big movie that everyone's seen, but I think everyone should see it, just p- mainly as punishment for their crimes. Well, it's directed by Roman Polanski. Definitely. Now, <laughs> he is considered, when you you know forget about stuff that's happened in his life, he is considered one of the greats, like yeah. genuine master of the craft. He has directed Chinatown, Rosemary's Baby... I mean, you know, uh, some absolute classics. He's, he, he even directed the film before um, this, uh, Bitter Moon, is one of my sort of underrated favourites. Frantic. Which is Frantic. Good movie. I love Frantic. Yeah. And for some reason, people never really mention or talk about it. I agree, it. it's good. And yet, two years or three years later, he makes this... Bitter Moon. I, I mean, what genre is it? Well, I'd call it a, a softcore psychodrama. Softcore psychodrama. Which they did do a lot in the 90s. Yeah. But this isn't like Basic Instinct or no. Fatal Attraction. Much more or boring than those. <laughs> Way more boring. Oh, my God. I mean, so can you describe the plot? I mean, I could give it a go, yeah. but I don't know. Well, it's... Okay, so it's English couple played, thank God, by Hugh Grant mm-hmm. and Christian Scott Thomas. They're sort of in their late 20s at this point, very young mm-hmm. and beautiful, and they're having marriage problems. They're on a cruise, like most people in their late 20s would do, go on a cruise, yeah. lots of old people. Yeah. And they meet an angry, bitter man in his wheelchair. Already Mar- already sounding like an amazing plot. Yeah. And a sexy French younger woman who's his wife. And the whole film is basically the guy in the wheelchair trying to tell Hugh Grant the story of his incredibly intense sexual relationship with this woman in his cabin in his wheelchair. So what's, it's hilarious. They keep doing the same thing of, let me tell you the next bit. Yeah. Come to my cabin. And they keep <laughs> having this endless conversation which and you flash back to endlessly yeah and uh, the whole film is just flashbacks yeah. of this story that this man's telling about his erotic relationship with this girl and the flashbacks go on the first flashback was so long that when it cut <laughs> back to him telling Hugh Grant the story I was like oh I forgot Hugh Grant was in this <laughs> yeah and he every like you say every time he goes hey come to my cabin tonight and I'll tell you more about my rela-. and he's like bloody I don't no, no, I, no I don't want to but then still goes yes. and then you're sick you're sick this is sick and then but yes. listens Car- oh yeah it's, it's so wrong it's brilliant and Look. then it's just the, he, the flashbacks are him telling yes. him this story about how he met this girl yeah. they had an amazing sex life and then it kind of went horribly wrong horribly wrong dark but not, not with too many sort of plot twists no or turns. it's very linear and yeah. quite boring <laughs> apart from the sex which is quite interesting if you like sex well it's interesting because I kept thinking that actress is Roman Polanski's wife yes and was at yes. the time and she's in Frantic and she's in Frantic I remember really having the hearts for her in yeah, Frantic she's you know see what I love about this film is that it's both terrible and quite brilliant I like, didn't get the quite brilliant well, bit okay what I think it's brilliant about it is all the actors are great and yeah. they're doing a great they're putting everything into it I don't think you could say there's any bad performance in this film no 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 the script is terrible yeah but they're playing it completely wholeheartedly they're committed and that's what I love about it because it's it feels like they're really going for it and t- telling an important story 
but it's utterly risible and ridiculous. And yeah. I love that combination. Also, he's Polanski. It sort of looks nice. It's not terribly directed. No, but there were things in it, like the music, not the, not the songs, not the pop songs that he used in there, but the actual soundtrack music, the score, and then the way he transitioned from someone telling him a story to the flat that felt like tropes like real proper you're right I, it would be a shock to anyone if you didn't know Polanski directed it right it feels like a real B movie yeah. by some hack director and and so then it makes me think was this some kind of joke yeah but I don't think it is and no. that's one of the things that I've obsessed with this film is like some of the scenes are totally I watched it with my wife who was laughing yeah. she had, I kept having to pause it because she was laughing so much <laughs> but I, I I would love to think and I don't think it was intended to be funny no. It takes itself very seriously, which is obviously the best way to be funny. Well, there's also moments in it where it is quite sexy, but there are also moments where it's the least erotic, erotic film yes. I've ever seen. And that's what's so great. But then, I mean, there's a couple of sex scenes which I would say are the funniest sex scenes I've ever seen. Just bizarre. So the George Michael Faith one, for yep. example. Yep, hence why you picked yeah, George you know, Michael earlier. She's pouring milk over herself. George Michael's playing very loudly in Congress. Not as really sexy song particularly. No. <laughs> then she goes down on him. And as he's reaching the moment of climax, the toast flies up from the toaster. Which is like something from a comedy movie. Exactly. I mean, it's... it's if, Roman, if you listen to this podcast, please call in and yeah. just tell us. What were you... <laughs> is this? Was it an experiment? Was it a joke? Do you believe in this film? Do you still stand by it? It's the, we just can't work it out. The other thing I like about it is I think it's a very French view of an English couple. Uh, this kind of like very bumbly, yeah. kind of frosty, you so know, sexually sort of... Failed, repressed repressed yeah. couple and brilliantly yeah. played by two great actors but they're, they're kind of wonderful cliches well if if anything the uh, appearance of uh, Kristen Scott Thomas and Hugh Grant did I'm sure must have had some kind of um, some, some kind of impact on them being cast in Four Weddings so there's Probably. if you're a fan of that film then the other film from this period I almost picked another favourite of mine is Lair of the White Worm have you watched that? No. Ken Russell. Oh, well, there you go. Hugh Grant, Peter Capaldi, Amanda okay. Donahue. I'm, I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah. Where, where can I watch? There's a scout scene with Amanda Donahue as a vampire. She picks him up in her car, which is, has to be seen to be believed. Well, Ken Russell always had a bit of bit of sexy time in yeah. his films. No, he had an interesting period for Hugh. I think yeah. that, you know, he was going through a tough time. <laughs> it got tougher in the late <laughs> 90s on a certain street in LA. Do you remember that? That was yeah. I was you know I was aware you of were that. in the car. <laughs> well, um, I've I've not said this before about a film, and I feel bad because Polanski's actually been like one of my favourite filmmakers, and you know one day I'd like to work with him. <laughs> uh, but I don't like saying bad things about films, and normally a film's so bad it's good or it's funny or whatever. But this was just I just. I did sort of go from hating it to sort of liking it because then I started to imagine you laughing at me having to watch it <laughs> um, and the ridiculousness of it and that it's so committed to these long sort of meandering like you say you kept saying it's quite it's just really boring Sorry in place about that. yeah but it's also um, too long much too long much too long but um if you, <laughs> but you must have enjoyed the scene where he's getting a blowjob and the and the little dog of the prostitute. Comes yeah, that was a weird starts one. Starts attacking him and he grabs it on the neck as he. Yeah, <laughs> um, just lots of weird stuff in it. But 
if you do happen to want to watch a boring erotic drama brilliantly acted brilliantly acted terribly written, terribly written quite a lot of tits quite a lot of the same two tits same two but, tits but uh, if you if that's your bag then this is the film for you the great 80s pop soundtrack yes oh there is that as well so um, in a weird sort of way I think we've just sold that film <laughs> So, uh, to um, play us out, we uh, are going to play another song. You've really committed, because normally people pick just songs or score music from any film or TV show they love, but you've just gone today, Bitter Moon, the ho- you've just completely committed to this whole thing. <laughs> uh, so, you've picked the Bitter Moon as the guilty pleasure and both songs from the soundtrack. Uh, just before I introduce it, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure My talking pleasure. to you. Um, I can't wait. I know that you've probably got stuff coming up that we can't discuss, but I look forward to whatever you do next. Thank you. Um, you're a brilliant writer, and um, uh, thanks. So here we have from Bitter Moon Stop by Sam Brown. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Comedian, writer, and ex carpenter, scaffolder, scaffolder. I'll take carpenter. Yeah, it's a hell of a trade, carpenter. <laughs> I've had some done at my house recently. It's a it's a really good trade. Is it something that you uh, sort of look back on in your? Well, first of all, I should sort of just make sure everyone knows who I'm talking to, <laughs> and that I'm not actually talking to a scaffolder who wishes he was an actor, writer, comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Illusions of grandeur. <laughs> Uh, I have with me Tom Davis. What's your favourite musical? Hairspray. Which we get onto now. Well, yeah. there's a segue for oh, you. Yeah, I, I, think I wasn't going to ask you <laughs> yet, but you, no, no, you, no, no. you got No, that. it's my favourite musical. Uh, you're talking about... So this is... We, every week we do a, uh, a... We ask our guests to do a, uh, pick a guilty pleasure. And that can be a film that they know is shit, mm-hmm. but they love. Yeah. Or they think is actually really great, but just misunderstood. Which camp does that fit? Um... I think it's amazing. I think it's a You're talking about the original, yeah, right? yeah, the John yeah, yeah. Waters one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, uh, Ricky Lake. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched it. What, when, I'm, when we talk about your lowest ebb, mm. I watched that story of Tracy Turnblow and, and was massively inspired. Genuinely. Like, yeah? Yeah. I, I, I think it's a brilliant film. How, I think you, how old are you, do you mind me asking? 37. Okay. So, so yeah. you're... Yeah, a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. So I went to the cinema to see Hairspray. Really? Now... Not on purpose. Right. Date? Kind of. I was stood in the queue to go and see, I think, Three Men and a Baby or something. Oh, you are. Well, you? (laughs) 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 Uh, Very, very close. I've just turned 40. Oh, I'd be be 40. Thank you. Great. Yeah, Yeah. thanks. You actually were really good for it. Generally, like oil of, oil of oil I, I, was a, I, I generally <laughs> remember like watching you, like your show, and yeah. you actually haven't aged a day. Oh, you, you still look, yeah, still yeah. got. You could go and play a twenty-one-year-old. <laughs> I could play a twenty-one-year-old when I was thirteen. Yeah, I looked about forty. Oh well, look, this has made absolutely made my day. So um, <laughs> we can wrap up now. I'm going to go and <laughs> get a few pints. Um, no, I, I was stood in a queue to go. I think it was three men and a baby, or. Like one, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, a film like yeah. that, a bit, I was going to say, you know, like a man's film, like yeah, Three Men and a Little Lady, <laughs> that infamous uh, action movie. And uh, me and my mate uh, met some girls in the queue, for, they were going to see wow. Hairspray, 
and he he was really confident this friend of mine we were like 11 i think we were 11 yeah. and he checked them up and we went and watched hairspray and um just french kissed in the back right first time well, you and your friend or you <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were like come on like this girls look, we'll show we'll show you how you do Is it this sexy? <laughs> i mean we were watching a john waters film yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh no it was um it's uh no we were it was the first time i ever kissed a girl properly wow. with tongues so I don't really remember an awful lot about hairspray, other than it is incredibly camp and yeah, I full mean, of bright colour and sort of. A it's bit one of those films. I think that if you if you look at it principally as just going, it's very camp and it's very. But it actually, it's got a genuine. I watch it and as as I was saying about Leanne, look, I, I generally it's got an amazing storyline mm. and it's it's got an, you know. I always just think it's sort of, you know, her her quest and her to, to to do what she wants to do. It sort of breaks down barriers. I find it very inspiring. When did you, f how old were you when you first I'd saw it? Probably about 28, yeah, 27, 28. I would okay. literally would not the sort of thing that I'd yeah. ever, and I think it was on like film four uh, of an afternoon. And I just said that. Did you just say of an afternoon? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know people still say that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're quite old school, aren't you? I, old school London, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, of an afternoon. The, shop, so the shops had shut. This is uh, me. This is what you get when I, when you like put me in this scenario is me trying to talk well. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah, no. I mean, this is a weird scenario. Obviously, people that are listening to the podcast and not, we've filmed this one. So if you're watching it, you'll see. But we're in an office where yeah. Tom works. Yeah, yeah. And it is a bit like the strangest job interview ever like it, it does feel like yeah. he, if it, it, it feels like genuinely i wish i cleared up yeah before, uh, and the guy that i write with and, and directs my stuff is is essentially a bit like my wife in the sense that he will be like look how dirty it looks on there and it's just yeah. rubbish everywhere uh which so I'm you're getting up. it from both ends aren't you yeah i mean yeah. you know the yeah. nagging no, I mean, I'm not saying that uh, either of them are nags. They're both, yeah. Beautiful, uh, yeah, wonderful yeah. Oh, people. They're both very attractive. And, and you could do nothing without them. No, and on both accounts, I'm, I'm batting, you know, hitting far okay. below my, uh, above my station. Wh who, um, who spoons the best? Um, oh, my wife's, a, yeah. She's, well, she's a little spoon, she's, yeah. You got uh, married quite recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what, three months ago? Where was yeah. my invite? Um, we weren't close you know, enough then, were no. we? It's a funny thing, you know, where people always say, Did yeah. you, are you married? No. Right, so as soon as you get married, you will literally, everyone you bump into, for about, well, ever since now, so it's what, three, you'll, but, but uh, there's a guy who come, gets on my train in the morning, yeah. and he went, uh, so you were soccer I am the other morning? I went, oh, yeah, yeah, he went, didn't know you, uh, you got married? I went, yeah, 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 it's around the corner. He went, where's my invite? And I thought, what? Like, you got on my train. Yeah, yeah what would, live, live what, up the road. What would the nameplate be, yeah, guy yeah, from yeah, the train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where am I sitting? I don't know, mate. Just... Wow, that is... I yeah, mean, yeah. That is. I mean, the, the wedding thing's quite difficult, though, because, you you know, unless you've got shitloads of money, you do have to stop inviting people yeah, at yeah. some and number, My, my problem is that that guy from the train nearly got invited. I was, I'm obsession about, me. I have an obsession, I meet people, I get, like, I love people, mm. you know, it's it's what my job is, and so I'll meet, and I'll go to my wife, oh, da, da, da. oh yo, this fellow, mm. you know, cleans the offices at work, Luke, what a lovely man, yeah. you know, he's coming to the wedding, he's bringing his speech. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, he's going to sing a song, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny thing, you have to be really careful of what, uh, it can spiral out of control quite easily, yeah. it was a great day. Good. Best day of my life, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I loved it. Oh. I was checking a bit. 
I, want, I always worry, like, I don't think it would be I'm in a relationship and I love my girlfriend deeply, but I always worry, like, not with her, if it was someone else or, or other people, do they ever get to the wedding and go, just, it was a bit, just not that. I think it was just, all right. It I was just, just all right. I, th- I think if you're worried about what other people think on the day of your wedding, there's yeah. a bigger problem than. No, 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 yeah. not what other no, no, people yeah, yeah. think, but like, does either the bride or groom oh, at the I'm end of the day go again? I, th- I think bit, for me, bit, it was a bit underwhelming, really. <laughs> I, I, th- I mean, because hopefully, I'll only ever get married once, and it w- yeah. I didn't have that. I mean, yeah, I mean, there must be you could marry her again. It yeah, sounds yeah. like you enjoyed it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every year. <laughs> yeah. This is getting expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's, yeah, I mean, there must be people out there who think, well, I mean, I went to a wedding last year in Cyprus, and uh. 20% of the people turned up and it was pretty yeah really? yeah it was a bit heartbreaking really um, well if you can have it in a club in Iron Apple yeah then, you know, yeah, yeah. Some drop out <laughs> <laughs> uh, well Tom it's been a pleasure talking to you it's been a you. pleasure thank and you and I've um, what it's like um, Tom it's been an absolute pleasure thank we're going to uh, we're going to uh, hairspray right yeah um, was the original because I can't quite remember. Was it a musical as well? Because yeah, they did yeah. a remake. Yeah, there were songs yeah, was, in the yeah, original. It was still. It was still a, that it just was still goes to show how much I was paying attention. Yeah, I was, I was snogging my mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're gonna um, play out with uh, this song from Hairspray. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. You're listening to the best of Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Uh, with me in the studio is Mr. Reese Shearsmith. Reese, um, so your guilty pleasure. This is something. Um, this is this actually blew my mind watching this. Before Good. we talk about it, what are the kinds of? I know that you know this is probably an easy guess that you are heavily influenced by horror and cult films and thrillers. But do you have like say? Do you have like three films that you that are so that people can put this into context? They don't think that your guilty pleasure is some reflects your real taste oh, right, or anything. Yes, of course, yeah. Do you what are like three now, of this, your this top? This is an anomaly of the one I've picked, but uh, I you know I like my top three. I don't know, King of Comedy, Good De Niro, yeah. probably Jaws, probably. We were talking about that earlier. Uh, Theatre of Blood, Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Don't look now, you know some great some of the great horrors. Omen, I was obsessed yeah. with for years. Creep Show, you know, yeah. I, there are a lot of horror films, but uh, not all the Python forays into film I love mm-hmm. as well. The airplane films, you know, just for their hit rate. Yeah, so I've yeah. got lots. I mean, a very eclectic. That is a taste. wide, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is a particular. Why don't you tell favorite. us all what you've picked? <laughs> so <laughs> I picked the 1990 film by Michael Winner called Bullseye. Which some people will be groaning at that now and, and in delight, I hope. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this was a film that we, Mark and I think me and Mark more than Steve as well, became quite obsessed with watching for a lot of the time on tour. And it, uh, it's quite extraordinary. I mean, it's it's almost unwatchable. You said it is unwatchable. I think it. Well, I didn't get to the end. You didn't it get way. to the end. No. Oh God, I'm it, sorry it gets to better say that. and better. It's the premise is. Do we have a clip, by the way? Do you have do, clips? We have a clip. Let's just play this to All give right. people a sense of. This is the very beginning, I believe. They say that everybody in the world has someone somewhere who looks like they do. It was my bad luck that the man who looked like me was an American scientist working on some scheme to produce cheap electricity by a thing called fusion. His name was Dr. Daniel Hitler. He was an idiot. 
Now that is literally the very first few seconds of the that's film. That's what's hysterically funny about it. Not, not three seconds in, this exposition yeah. starts that has to try to, ex- try to desperately explain this insane plot. And that doesn't stop till two seconds at the yeah. end credits. It's going on still. And then I got the money <laughs> and I was able to give. It's ludicrous. And it, it's terribly What is shot. the plot? Can you describe I the plot? I can't really. I don't really. I've watched it many times. I don't really understand it. It's like, I don't know. It's about two... Uh, Michael Caine and Roger Moore play these uh, sort of lovable rogues, but they also they've got dual roles. They play these um, people that have created this fusion, these, these scientists. Well, they've both got doppelgangers. They've what got, are the yeah, chances? It's like I know exactly, sort of like um, what's that Shakespeare that got two sets of twins? It's that, yeah. but, um, but done by Michael Winner. <laughs> and, uh, it, Which is a film we were. That's how the pitch went. That yes, was. Yeah, yeah. As you like it, is it? No, yeah. not as you like it. Um, Oh God! Find out which one. But anyway, yes, it is a terrible film, and it's badly edited. It's not even very well made. It's every joke falls flat. I mean, the the astonishing thing about it is how poorly made it is. It is literally there are cuts in it. The edit is so loose sometimes. Michael Caine sort of is is in full mid shot, and then he goes to open the door, and then it cuts the the other side of him, and he's doing the same action again. It's so ropeily edited, double open, yeah, Yeah. terrible. There was a bit where he uh, uh, there was a single shot of him, and he sees a bus off camera, and he does some of the worst seeing a bus Uh, acting, and then we cut to a bus that was obviously shot like the next day or something. Scotland bit where there's all that uh, footage of stock footage of Highlands of Scotland, yeah, loads of stock footage. Yeah, yeah. but what's the me about this is a lot of people's guilty pleasures are films that maybe are um, they're just a bit kind of too mainstream or they're just re- they're really cult they're actually right. good but people don't really know about them or yeah. this is a strong contender for technically the worst film yeah I, I mean, and I'd see why it's a guilty pleasure because there is a lot of fun to be had there watching is, yeah, these people. I would absolutely recommend it. I mean, it's, it's jaw dropping. I don't know what's worse, uh, Michael Caine's um, American, American accent oh or Michael Caine's Michael Caine accent, know, which yeah. is also really weird. It is astonishing. And in a film it, yeah. with so much bad editing, uh, uh, set pieces, design, you know, music. It's weird that the prosthetic nose is actually quite good. I know, yes, that's not the only good thing in it. But, but yeah, he has some terrible lines. And in Roger it. Moore seemed trying to do a slightly less posh accent as his gangster oh, yes, character. That's right, yeah, of course. So was, that there's yeah. a, you can tell who's him and the <laughs> doppelganger. But there's great bits where they've got the doppelgangers together. So there obviously there's two sets of. There's doubles with bad Michael Caine wigs on, mm-hmm. and, and they have fights together, and it's just astonishingly edited. I, I kept thinking ropey. when I was watching it because it sort of reminded me of the look of and feel of it of A Fish Called Wanda, right? And yes. it sort of remind it made See me think, me, especially the music as well, that kind yeah. of eighties kind of eighties yeah. London c- crime caper. Yeah, it's ter- uh, that's a terrible disservice to Fish Called Wanda. It is, yeah. it is, which is a brilliant film. <laughs> yeah, it felt like Michael Winner went, I can do that. Yeah, and they just decided to do it. Weirdly, it's uh, two of the names on the screenplay uh, credit are um, Lawrence Marks and uh, who's the Gran? Gran, what's his first? Morris. Morris. Morris Gran. Yeah. <laughs> Morris Gran. And um, it, yeah, and that's that's. Uh, and they've written great stuff, so I don't know uh, yeah, what happened. I, know. I think it's the execution of it because there's a running gag at the end when they're being chased and uh, through this uh, sort of. They go to the Highlands of Scotland to secure this deal for the fusion mm-hmm. um, secret. It's just absolutely terrible. And there's a continual bit where uh, Kane gets hit by um, sticks and 
and swords and things, and it's just every it, it's a misfire every time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Terrible, terrible. There isn't film. a single. Yeah, no, it's awful. Um, it, There's it, a brilliant bit at the end where they're both on. They, they they chase after their counterparts. They dive on a motorbike. Mm-hmm. It's two elderly men, and it's uh, there's these shots where you can just it's clearly on a dolly going about two mile an hour really carefully with oh, them man. sat up placed on it and then trying to cut it to make it look like it's exciting on, and they're going fast the it's thing, just a joy from beginning to end it in watched, a terrible way it, when I watch this I actually get scared and I'll tell you why because <laughs> I think this is Michael Caine Roger Moore whatever you think of them they are you know legends in their own right they've yeah. made good films yeah. Michael Winner he's made I mean Death yeah. Wish is quite a good film yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah I know it can go that wrong. And I, yeah. d- I direct a bit, and I always think, what if I get it that wrong? Yeah, you do a bullseye. Yeah, I pull a bullseye. I oh, know. Well, that's the fear, isn't it? You must not. How, how could it not? How could all those people working on it? I mean, yeah, it's, a I mean, re- it's so cheaply filmed, it? and it's, it's, um, it's dirty looking. It's sort of a... Uh, it looks like a confessions film. It feels very... Yeah. No, no, confessions are... They're actually quite well made, I think. (laughs) Right, in comparison, right, okay. Um, it's a really good choice, Reese. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I think I think you <laughs> I might. I thought you would know it. I'm glad you have introduced no, you to it. There's actually a couple I've uh, not known. Maybe oh, that's like great. two. I'm glad it's, um, I mean, the thing about Kane's um, oeuvre, let's yeah. say, is that 80s to mid 90s, yeah, where he did shitloads of films, terrible films, yeah. And there's there's like three or four in there that if he had just done those, his career would have been impeccable. I think I've got a list here somewhere. Like in that period. From eighty to eighty, yeah, eighty to ninety-five. Before he did Blood and Wine with oh, right, um, yes, yeah. Jack Nicholson, yeah, he did something like thirty-five films. Wow! And I can I was can Jaws think, in the middle of that lot. Jaws Four was yeah, there, yeah, of um, but the ones that are good, genuinely brilliant films are Hannah and Her Sisters. Yeah, uh, Mona Lisa, I like. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, he's funny in that. brilliant really in that. Good, yeah. And Educating Rita. Brilliant, yeah. I think, oh, and The Muppet Christmas Carol, yeah. which you can't well, that's not. one of those ones, and a little bit like this, where if he doesn't have to be there, it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> you just watch that again, it's like any back shot, of it's just not him. Body double, really? Yeah, a lot of body double, yeah. If he's he physically can't get away with it being there. But he obviously wasn't there on the day. That's amazing. That's <laughs> only about six out of 35 um, oh, and, and Steve Oram, as you know, he was in before, and he picked the hand. He picked the hand, and yeah. it's making me think you could probably do a series of guilty pleasures just on Michael on Caine, Caine films. Yeah, but you could. And so yeah, I'm sure you should be the first to say it. Yeah, but isn't it funny that terrible accent, and then he wins the Oscar for Side of House Rules, yeah. doing the same voice. It's weird. <laughs> and I, lo- I, when he's good, I love him yeah, so much. Absolutely, yeah. But he, he clearly, did you think he's someone that just needs a director? Don't know. I That's don't a weird know. thing yes. to say. Who isn't knows? It? Yes, that would he be, is a legend. He's, be, he's he is, done really well. Yeah. Why am I saying whether he needs a director yeah, or not? He I think doesn't. He, need he knows what he wants. But uh, those were that was maybe a friend. The very final shot, which you haven't seen because you're not seeing the end, is uh, John Cleese turns up in it. Oh, to, to try and he's, save? No, the, no, he's on the beach at the end. You just got to watch <laughs> it. It's just ridiculous. Uh, I, I'm going to watch the end of it because yeah, it is it is enjoyable. So that is Bullseye. Yeah. Please check it out. So, uh, Reese, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Good luck with the play and the third series of uh, Inside Number Nine. Thank you very much. Um, The last song you have picked, uh, do you want to explain what this is? Well, this is from, I think, 1977. I can't remember. It's uh, All That Jazz, which is the film. 
and it's the last song in all that jazz and all that jazz is about this sort of it's sort of based on the life of Bob Fosse he directed it and in the film he's played by uh, Roy Scheider who's sort of being Bob Fosse and it's just a horrible <laughs> decline of a man in, in sort of the death throes Bob Fosse had a heart attack and he wrote it about death and facing death and there's a great it's, it's a very black comedy in the way that, that there was a spate of those in the 70s you know those great gritty 70s films like American um, The Raging Bull and um, The French Connection and it's mm-hmm. in that vein it's very brilliantly edited there's a finale in sort of as he's in his death throes having a heart attack where he has a, he's got a big song and dance number and it's to the Everly Brothers um, Bye Bye Love where they do it they sing Bye Bye Life yeah and it's, it's amazing really black and really good to see Roy Scheider doing something or so singing or dancing yeah, yeah. thank it's you very much what a great choice thank you thank you